Hello and welcome to Watch It Baptist Church Online. My name's Mike and I'm the pastor at Watch It Baptist Church. We call ourselves WBC quite a bit. You're joining us for this fifth part in a five-part series. So this is our last look at mission. All the previous four parts have been given titles beginning with the word be and they are be sent, be his, be present, be relevant. And this time we're looking at the idea that we would be ourselves. So be yourself is the title of this part. We're going to be looking at a passage in Colossians chapter 3. That's a letter that Paul wrote to churches in and around Colossae. And we're going to be thinking about what it means for us to be ourselves in order to be effective in mission. We're going to pray in a moment uh, and then we're going to read that passage from Colossians 3. I'll be looking quite briefly really at some of the bits and pieces around that and one or two other bits of scripture that I think help chime with this idea. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we pray as ever that you would move in our hearts and minds that as we look to love the Lord our God with our heart, soul, strength and mind that you would be um, fizzing us up putting that sparkle in us that we might be excitable about knowing and loving Jesus and sharing what it means to be accepted and forgiven and to turn uh, the way we look at the world into the way that you look at the world too. So walk with us in these moments we pray. Amen. Okay we're reading from Colossians 3, it should come up on the screen, and it says this. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all, in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to yourselves to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favour, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a, as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs and there is no favouritism. I've discovered in recent times that I have something of a reputation for referring to films and particularly to one individual film. And as I was preparing this talk I found myself drawn back to that film and so with some sense of hesitation, because I don't want to be too predictable, but with some sense of, um, I don't really care because I think it's a helpful way of understanding something, I'm referring back for the mm, time to Country Panda. 
in the first of the trilogy, there's a trilogy. It's they're all good. None of them get worse. They're all good. But the first one is the one I'm thinking of here. In this first film, um, the panda of the title, who's called Poe, runs a restaurant with his dad, who's a goose. He's a goose who has a son who's a panda. This does become relevant, weirdly enough, in the second film more than the first. But anyway, they have a restaurant. And Poe is a giant panda, big black and white thing, who wants to be a kung fu master. He's not really had any training and he's, he's way more enthusiastic than he is talented. In the end, he comes home from having gone on some kind of quest and training experience because he feels that he's not up to the job of becoming the powerful dragon warrior. In a particular scene, when the danger of an attack from outside is very real, Poe is given the dragon scroll and he opens it and is horrified to discover there is no writing on it at all. He opens and closes it and he looks and stares at it and he just is horrified that this thing, which he thought was going to be the key to him turning the little bit of training he's had into actually being able to make a difference, appears to be nothing at all. Now, he's kept the dragon scroll because he's been given it, but he doesn't understand its secret. And then we get this key moment. Poe's father explains to him the secret of the secret ingredient soup that his father makes in the restaurant, which is very popular. And he says, ultimately, there is no secret ingredient. All you do is you tell people it's special and then they believe it's special and they love it as a result. And Poe has this sudden moment of recognition when he realises that the surface of the dragon scroll, although there's nothing written on it, is reflective and that the thing you see when you open it up isn't nothing but yourself. He sees himself and he realises that the secret ingredient to his success is to do things with his particular character and set of skills. One of those key skills is being able to land very heavily, as a panda would, on the head of your opponent. And he has a lot of fun doing that and bouncing things off his tummy and stuff. Brilliant final sequence in the film, which really has to be seen to be believed. It's this idea of secret ingredient that I think is absolutely crucial when we're talking about an understanding mission. Okay. Being effective for God, being someone who can make a difference for Jesus, does not require a set of special skills. It does require commitment and obedience. But it doesn't mean you have to be trained in theology. It doesn't mean you have to have uh, a special ability to feel at home in crowds of people. It doesn't mean that you need to be able to put your words together quickly and easily every time. Just being you is enough. Now I said that we were going to look at um, Colossians 3 and we did and I particularly want to refer back at this point to um, two little bits. Verse 17 says this, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then a little bit later, verse 23 says this, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Those are calls from Paul to his readers to give who they are and what they can bring to serve Jesus. Now, there are other things that are worth considering, and I did say there are a couple of other verses I wanted to refer to, and I will very quickly refer to them. In Ephesians 2, Paul, same writer, different letter to a different church, still in the same rough region, kind of modern day Turkey, writes this. We are um, God's workmanship. I'll say it again. We are God's workmanship. This is Ephesians 2 verse 10. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. that We should walk in them. God prepares us to serve to live a Jesus way of living. And he does that by making us who we are, not somebody else. I'm going to refer back to Psalm 139 as well, which is familiar to many of us, I think. I praise you, writes the psalmist, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In you, your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. The idea here, in both those places, is that when God makes us, he makes us to be us. He knows what he's making us to be capable of. He knows our potential. He knows, yes, what our flaws are and what we struggle with. And he knows that our weakness is very often where he shows his strength. And so being ourselves is really important. Being effective for God, being a servant of Jesus, being a, an apprentice to Jesus who is the master, requires no special qualifications and certainly no magic words. It only requires you to be there and be yourself in Jesus' name and with his equipping, with his blessing, with whatever he's given you to be. By the way, I once heard that unless you said the words in Jesus' name, God doesn't hear your prayers. This is not true. And we've got to get beyond these kinds of ideas that put God in the box and only the right code can open that box. God is nothing like that limited. Anyway, digression aside, the thing that we need to be is to be there. We've talked before about being present and being relevant and being his, being God's, being a Jesus-owned person. And it's important to remember that God made you to be you and he's calling you to follow him. So we have to think, what am I actually like and how can God use that? What do I enjoy doing and how is that going to help the kingdom grow? Where has God put you and how is Jesus wanting you to be his person in that place? Don't try to be somebody that you're not. It's worth remembering that passage in Matthew where Jesus says, um, come to me all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. And he goes on to say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
And quite often we need to be a little bit, we need to hold two things together with that verse. The first is that the yoke is easy and the burden is light. God isn't going to demand something of you that doesn't work as a thing you can do. Uh, I think very often we, we're getting hold of this idea that when Jesus says that, he's talking about the, the yoke, like you would put on an animal that works, being well fitted. It's not going to be awkward or cumbersome. You're going to be able to, to work in that, in that situation, with that situation, as that person. The second thing we need to remember is that when Jesus says that, he uses that analogy of the yoke. Uh, on oxen which means that there is work to be done the burden may be light but there is a burden and we need to be careful with this too because Jesus I think in no way isn't saying I want you to I want you to struggle under something but that Ephesians 2 verse Ephesians 2 verse 10 does say we're created to do things we're created to do things that Jesus thinks fits who we are where he's put us. I think as we think about some of this stuff it's worth remembering chess pieces. I don't know how many of you know how to play chess. You might have some idea that um, pawns for example can only move one space at a time and only forwards unless they're in particular situations. Sometimes they can move two spaces and sometimes they can move diagonally but most of the time one space at a time. Knights, they're the ones shaped like a horse, move in a funny way. They go two spaces in one direction and one in another. They can only make that funny L shape every move they make. But it is unique. Nothing else on the board can do that. Bishops move diagonally and only diagonally, which means that if a bishop starts on a white space, they can only be on white spaces the whole game. And if they're on a black space, only on black spaces. Rooks, they're the ones that are shaped like castles can move enormous distances around the board, but only in straight lines. They can't do diagonals at all. So bishops can only do diagonals, rooks can only do straight lines. And then you've got the king and the queen. The king can go anywhere, but only ever one space at a time. And the queen can go anywhere and can go as fast and as far as she's able to go. So every piece has a different way of moving. Every piece is part of how a, a board of chess is set up. It may be that you see yourself as a pawn. You can only do little single steps. Maybe you think you're a little bit more quirky and you can move like a knight. Maybe you feel like you're a rook because you like the straight lines. Maybe you feel like a queen. You feel comfortable going anywhere and you know that when you go somewhere you can make a big difference. In all of those cases, there is a chance for us to recognise that we are who God made us to be. And so Jesus equips us in that place, in that situation, to be effective for him by being obedient and by being willing. By being willing to be who you've been called to be. I'll take you back to that Colossians 3 passage. At the very start it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. Whatever we end up doing, there is no way in which what it is, whatever it is will take us away from the peace that Jesus brings us. 
it is important that we remain thankful, even when we're in situations that are unexpected or difficult, even when God calls us to do something which he knows is well-fitting, but we not, might not have experienced that yet. There is still peace and still the chance to be thankful to God for putting us in places where he knows we can thrive. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Be yourself in the best way you can be. Be yourself in the way that honours your master Jesus. Be yourself in a way that recognises what your strengths are and inviting the Holy Spirit to help you put them into action. And remember that in the middle of all of that, you are still fearfully and wonderfully made. That Jesus has not messed up by making you and making you the way you are. And that everything he's made you to be can be used for his glory and for the kingdom to grow. Amen. Let's pray and then we'll ask some questions. Lord Jesus, we want to follow you. We want to be obedient to you. We want to do the things that you've set up for us to do that might help the kingdom grow and bring you glory. And we ask that we would recognise who we are and the strengths of that, that you would help us to see those things and that you provide people around us who can show us and tell us where our strengths are, where our gifts are, where our talents are, that we might use them wisely and well. And we pray your blessing on us as we support each other in being the people you've called us to be, where we are just now. Amen. Okay, it's my normal pattern when I'm recording uh, in my study here to silence all the little noises that the computer might make. And I forgot to do that, so my apologies for the little beeps and, and whizzes that have been going off as I've been talking. We're going to do our three questions. And the first one is this. Who do you trust to tell you what your strengths are? Who can you talk to and say, what am I good at? What, what gifts do you think I might have? What talents do you think I might bring? So that you can use those things to serve Jesus in his mission. Question two. In our passage in Colossians, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. I think it's important to have a little reflect on this. Working at something with all your heart can, in our um, culture of, of activism, very much lead us to think that we're supposed to be pushing ourselves to the edge as we look to serve Jesus. But it, earlier in the passage, it also says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. So let's reflect on this. What does it mean to serve God with your whole heart? How can you figure out what wholehearted serving Jesus actually means for you in your situation and with your um, experience and passion and limitations too? Question three is a little bit more practical. We're coming into a part of the year uh, where we know it's going to get colder and we know that uh, energy bills are going to be very much higher. 
we know that there are going to be those who struggle with those things. As we think about how we as a church might respond to that, what do you think you might be able to bring and how much of it do you think you're going to be able to do? It's worth actually thinking in very practical terms here. It might be that you say, well, I work full time, so I might be able to give an hour or I might be able to do some behind the scenes admin or I might be able to um, do something that I do at home uh, and then maybe pass it on. I can't think what that might be, but do you see what I mean? There's, there's going to be lots of different ways of doing this and some of us are going to be helpful being in person at the sanctuary perhaps to have the building open and allow people to come and be warm in it. Have a little think. Think what is it about who you are and how you do things that is going to enable you to be part of God's mission this autumn and winter in this place. Okay, that's it from me. <clears throat> I just want to do one final bit of praying for us as we think about what it is to be effective in mission for Jesus. So let's pray one more time. Lord, would you help us to let ourselves be sent by you? And as we go, doing whatever it is that you call us to do, wherever you've called us to do it, would you help us to be yours? To make it a priority, to, to be recognisably belonging to Jesus as we go. Lord, we pray that we'd be good at being present, not just physically occupying space, but actually to be alongside people. And we recognise that might be by making phone calls as much as it is by being in the same room as people. But we ask that you'd help us to be where people are, that we might walk alongside them. We pray that we would find ways of understanding the culture around us, that we might be relevant to who they are and how they see the world that we might find ways of talking the language of the culture around us in order to communicate the good news. And finally, Lord, we pray that we would be ourselves, that we would know ourselves well enough and that we'd see ourselves as you see us, that in those ways we might honour you, that we might serve your kingdom, that we might be your hands and feet wherever you ask us to go. We pray all these things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for being with us throughout this series looking at mission and I look forward to seeing you very soon. Take care.